on URFM's Talking Travel. Sally Lucas, we've got a really interesting topic to start off today's program on 2NURFM, and it's all about great train journeys. Absolutely, Jane, and there are some incredible train journeys that you can do. And one of the quotes from one of the operators at the beginning of their brochure says, if seeing is believing, overlanding is understanding. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. And as they say, you know, you're meandering across enthralling regions and discovering just that overlanding is not just a way to travel, but it's a portal to both the past and the present worlds. So you're immersing yourself, of course, in the cultures of these countries. And the countries I'm mainly talking about here is that really, really famous rail journey, the Trans-Siberian, which is certainly the longest um, great train journey in the world, covering a mere 9,289 kilometres from Moscow to Vladivostok. So it's connecting the east and west, of course, over mountains, rivers and time zones. So it's really quite – and all the um, reports you read, all the comments from people who've done the journey, it's it's just like, wow, it's life-changing, life-enhancing – it is the trip of a lifetime, etc., etc. So you sort of can go and unlock the mysteries of the old imperial Russia and Siberian civilizations and the Soviet influence, and then, of course, Mongolia, and then the east, of course, into China as well. So you're covering, a, and all the stands. So you go through a lot of the stands, and it's even <laughs> a, and yes, and people might say, who am I talking about? Who's Stan? Well, of course, we're talking about you know, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, and so on. So you can now do a, a actual journey that does the five stands and we've actually got friends of ours wanting to do this in 2020 because he said it's on his bucket list they fascinate him as countries that are still only slowly emerging or morphing into being a you know a tourist attraction if you like but also along the way what makes your journey that extra bit special is a lot of these times you're going through Mongolia or or some parts of the um, Russian or Chinese areas where they've got festivals and they always try and include a festival as part of your experience. Um, just to give you an idea, like one of them is the Nadam Festival, which is held in July in Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia. And apparently here what you'll witness is an artistic celebration as athletes tough it out in three national sports of wrestling, archery and horse racing. Oh, traditional so, sports, traditional yeah. costumes, I'm sure. And yes, very much so. That. And um, it's, it's quite unique and it does attract you know, visitors from all over the world, and it's become a celebration of the the nation's identity. So there's a few overland trips that will incorporate that into their itinerary. The other one, of course, where you see those beautiful photographs of you know the young women, and particularly with the big eagles, the golden eagles, and how they train them. And that that would be wonderful to see, and you, that can be included as well. And that's in October, the Golden Eagle Festival, which is also in Mongolia. Um, if you're travelling in the winter, which some people do, you've also got um, uh, the Stars of the White Nights Festival from May to July in St. Petersburg in Russia. And they have spectacular fireworks, concerts and dance festivals and a mock battle among pirates and boats along the river. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then, of course, in China, you've got the famous Harbin International Ice Festival, which they have these remarkable, massive life-size, building-size ice sculptures, which just have to be seen to be believed. So there's lots of train journeys. You don't have to do the whole Trans-Siberian, of course, but you can concentrate on China or on Mongolia. I'm just thinking, you know, this, and we've got our own, as we know, in Australia, like our GAN or our 
is, is an Indian Pacific, you know, they're great train journeys as well, or travelling across Canada on the Trans-Canada is another incredible train journey where you're just sitting back and watching the world go by amongst some of the most beautiful scenery, of course, that you'll experience. And you look at some of the photos of what you can see going across uh, the, on the Trans-Siberian and you've got these wonderful lakes, you know, spectacular forests. Then you've got desert-style mountains. You've got the Gobi Desert as well in China. So you've got so many experiences there that, you know, you can include and immerse yourself in while doing and you're making lots of friends along the way of course because oh, train yeah. journey is so great for that yes it is yes you're with that group of people and all sharing the way stories through. and sharing a meal or a glass of wine at the end of the day and you know it's, it's just a lovely lovely way to experience travel travel is the topic on to a new rfm sally lucas train journey is a lovely way to travel and we've been in well siberia i suppose but we're off to the other side of the world, perhaps? Perhaps we are. And that is South American continent. And of course, there's a few lovely train journeys you can do in that continent. And one of them is the Tren Crucero. Now, it's an actual luxury train in South America. So it's not like a basic train. It's a very beautiful train. Lots of gorgeous carriage carriages that um, depict more the early 20th century, if you like. So you're discovering the magical corners of Ecuador, um, and it's a scenic journey that crosses highlands, valleys and dramatic river canyons before it descends through cloud forests and tropical plantations towards the shores of the Pacific Ocean. So there's two exciting just four-day itineraries, so it's only a little short journey that you could incorporate into your travels. Um, and it begins, as I said, the northern Andes of Ecuador from Quito to Guayaquil, and of course the, the landscapes there is you, you would know, Jane, are just amazing. So you actually climb to 12,000 feet and the chain also travels through, you know, fertile plains of the coast and, as we mentioned, the cloud forest that slowly clears before the imposing walls of those wonderful Andes Mountains. So it's a you can have a luxury experience or gold class which offer a modern travel on modern electric diesel. It's a restored antique steam train that's now running on diesel. They've got a bar and a gift shop car and two comfortable observation lounges and open-air terrace as well and obviously everything's included like all your snacks and soft drinks on board and meals etc you just pay for your own drinks from the bar now this departs on selected dates on a tuesday um and it does go in the reverse as well so you can just keep that in mind that it's tren crucero which is c-r-u-c-e-r-o just another wonderful train journey you can do of one of many well yes and of course ecuador is uh, very different from siberia you think of siberia as being cold and Ecuador is on the equator, but it's, it's not all hot. No, it's not. And of course, as we said, you've got those wonderful mountains, of course, uh, yes. which are quite spectacular in themselves. Yeah, it's quite so. high. Quite high. A lot higher than we have here. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> now, this is a little article I found. 10 things you didn't know about Changi Airport, which I thought was quite interesting. Changi's in Singapore. Singapore, which is renowned as one of the, if you have to be in an airport, one of the best airports in the world. So they say it's an airport in a garden because Singapore's affectionately known as a city in a garden because it's got an abundance of greenery in the actual airport as well. It's got more than 200,000 plants between the terminals one to four and they have a dedicated team of over 20 horticulturists and 150 contracted gardeners to take care of the garden and design and the floral displays and different events throughout the year so that's amazing isn't it yeah it houses around 50,000 plants and flowers the other thing you can do if you're happening to transit in Singapore or one of the things you can do if your layover is more than five and a half hours and you'd like to do something else other than just dine and shop at the airport and there's plenty to do there isn't there it? is as well of 
of course, but they you can do a tour of Singapore as well, which is offered to you if you would like to do that. So that is something that's, you know, a, a well, one-off, if you like. Not all airports offer that sort of service. It's also home to a 1,000 butterflies. It's got its own butterfly garden. Wow. The world's first and only butterfly habitat in an airport. And it's also got like a six-metre grotto waterfall and flowering plants and everything for the lovely tropical butterflies with more than 50 species. That's in Terminal 3. Um, the other thing you can have is a Singapore sling. If you can't make it to the Raffles Hotel, you can pull up a stool at the long bar by Raffles in Terminal 3 where you can sample the original recipe of the iconic Singapore slim. All you've got to do is provide your boarding pass to prove that you're flying and it is the same recipe exact because no one else is allowed to replicate ah. the recipe from Raffles. So there you go. The other thing they've got there, of course, is a transit hotel, which is fantastic. So if you've actually got a longer layover, it's certainly worth it to take advantage and it's not expensive and they've also got a swimming pool and, you know, you can go and have a nice little snooze and a freshen up before your connecting flight. Um, and it also sells, wait for this, 55000 Pandan chiffon cakes a month. So it's wow. apparently it's a light, fluffy, green-coloured sponge cake with the juice of the pandanus in it as well. So that's something different. Um, it's got the world's tallest slide in an airport. So there you go, a four-storey high, 12-metre-tall slide for thrill-seekers, mm. kids and adults alike, if you like. They've also designed their own fragrance as well. Yeah. And they've also got over 200 dedicated Changi experience agents who will assist you at information desks and they wander around the area to help anyone that's being a bit confused, lost or not knowing where to go or what to do. So that's Changi Airport for you, some of the things you may not have known. Indeed, and it's a bit like a city in itself, isn't it? It is, <laughs> it is so entirely, big. yes, yeah. absolutely, Jane. It's Sally Lucas, time to take a look at what hot deals there are in the current travel marketplace. Jane, seeing as we've been talking Adventure Rail today, I thought I'd mention another rail area that we hadn't talked about, which is Europe. Um, and there's a classic European itinerary which incorporates that beautiful journey on the Glacier Express, which is one of the greatest train journeys in the world as well. And it's an eight-hour railway journey. It will take you over 291 bridges and through 91 tunnels and across the Oberalp Pass at over 2,000 metres in altitude. And, of course, this is in Switzerland from St Moritz to Zermatt. And part of this is included in, as I said, an 11-day itinerary where you start actually in Rome, have a couple of nights there. This is all by rail, by the way. It's put together as a rail journey, not coach. It's all rail. Then you go on to Milan for a night. Then you go on the Benina Express, which is another world-famous train that takes you over a UNESCO World Heritage Route to St Moritz, where, of course, you then join the um, Glacier Express. So you actually have a night in St Moritz, and then you go on to Zermatt and have a couple of nights there, and then also on down to Montreux, which is famous, of course, for its jazz festival, amongst other things, and a beautiful location. So you have a couple of nights there. And lastly but not leastly, you hop on the TGV and end up in Paris for a couple of nights. Oh, so, hey, yay. what a nice journey. <laughs> lovely. Eh? That is a lovely journey. And you can choose from either three or four-star hotels. So you, there's a, a price to suit you know everybody's taste with that and it includes your URL three country select pass and the accommodation as I mentioned uh, you get a three course lunch on board the Glacier Express train um, you get dinner when in Rome um, is included a dinner there and a dinner in Montreux you, where you, they say you eat with a local and eat with a Roman in Rome and your transfer from um, to your hotel is included in Rome and again at the end in Paris, back to an airport or a train, wherever you're going on to from there. So that's great, great 
Interesting itinerary. Yes, it's a great itinerary. Now, if you're wanting to have a little escape to the Asian destination, Thailand, of course, is known as the land of smiles and it is a very friendly place with friendly people. There's a lot of little land packages available you put with your best airfare. Uh, It's up to you. And there's anything from a five to an eight-night package in both Koh Samui and Phuket from under $1,000, a range of prices under 1000 from five to eight nights, which is pretty good value for money. Accommodation, usually they're either including a breakfast or a massage or a transfer. There's, so there's added extras included in that as well. Um, and there are some early birds still running at the moment too, Jane. Um, there's one to Morocco with G Adventures and they have a sale up until the 30th of November where you can save up to... Uh, about $150 on any tours over $1,000. So that's quite a good one as well. And Albatross also, they have now guaranteed 80% of their tours are guaranteed to depart. So that's excellent, isn't it? Mm, good it's, for planning. Yeah, it shows the popularity. But they've got a, what they call their second early bird sale, sale which starts... <laughs> Um, in November and that goes uh, for $400 a couple rebate and you've got to book that by 21 December. So there we go. There's always something out there in the marketplace to appeal to all tastes. It's lovely to talk travel and we'll do it again next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.